This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be grateful if you would leave a review at ratethispodcast.com slash Tamar, T-A-M-A-R. Thank you so much. And now we begin. Hey everyone, I am so excited. I'm bringing you Chris Owens, another one of my David Goggins groupies. He and I met, but he is like the sweetest, coolest guy. He will share his story, like his background. I don't know. It's really fascinating. It's funny because Chris and I were supposed to podcast like six times, <laughs> maybe more like two, but he's had a lot of stuff going on in his life. So he's going to share all of that. I hope I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, but thank you so much for <laughs> all joining. Good, all good. I like it. I like it. I like getting thrown right into the lion's den. It's the only way to do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. where, where are you physically in the world? Physically in the world, so depending upon where you want me to start at, basically I'm just recovering from about 16 months ago now on November 4th in 2019. I had an almost fatal vehicular accident. Apparently what I was told was I had a seizure, but I don't actually remember being told that, unfortunately. Nevertheless, I hit a semi-truck on the highway, fully loaded, and... I've got some pictures on Facebook and things like that, just as reminders and so forth. But, you know, I, I at one point in time, like Goggins, I, I was 302 about six years ago, 302 pounds. I'd had a micro lumbar discectomy. You know, I was out of shape and just I started listening to a lot of the David, a lot of the different motivational things like Admiral um, Craven, some different stuff and just started trying to change my life. And the, the impact of that semi y'all never forget it wow wow so going back you're in the u.s but where you're like somewhere i don't know where, what time zone what state uh so yes ma'am no absolutely i'm in oregon i'm in the portland area more specifically so pacific cool cool awesome yeah, yeah. um awesome okay so yeah like i said i have no idea where to start you were like no for sure yeah i can certainly go with it you know and take over with with a, whatever we need to do so as far as my life goes you know, yeah, I, I had a real rough childhood growing up. I won't go too much into it, but I was I was molested by my father. I was physically and emotionally abused by my stepfather, which is it's made me a, a better man overall. It's made me a better father. If they were around, I would say thank you for doing me a, a service and making me a better man. So that's kind of part of my past. Where I'm at now, though, is I'm in a much, much better place. I've forgiven the past and let go of so many issues that I held on to for so long. And that that stuff tears you down. It's poisonous. It is. It is a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. So you were like you're like a t- caretaker for your grandparents. So talk about that for a minute because I think like that's awesome. Oh thank you, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. If you go back just with me a little bit on uh, about 30 May 2020, I left North Carolina, Fort Bragg area and came out to see them and long story short found out how bad it was with them both having cancer and wanting to help out they needed it so i just went ahead and said okay you know if you guys are okay with me coming and staying here then permanently or more permanently then let's do this thankfully we went through a lot of chemotherapy radiation therapy with my grandmother Uh, she had a a seven inch mass near her liver and her spine she ended up becoming completely cancer-free so we've had a lot of success in that area. So 
Awesome, awesome. And then you got engaged. I did. I did. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's so kind. I actually, girlfriend at the time, proposed to me. Wow. Uh, she's, she's an amazing, amazing woman. The best woman I've ever met in my life and could ever imagine to meet. And then, of course, after that, after going, oh, man, I'm the man. I can't let this stand. <laughs> So I got her a ring and then I proposed to her. So she thankfully uh, and happily said yes. Awesome. Awesome. So did you meet her in Portland or did she follow you? Yeah. It's kind of another odd story to you. Actually, we went to high school in Oregon City, Oregon. She was a year behind me. And oddly enough, we don't recall each other really at all. But we had the same and similar friends. I actually had reached out to her on Facebook. I saw something about her and saw that she was from Morgan City High School and, and something just kind of sparked there when we started talking. And one thing led to another and it was just a, a really, really amazing connection. She's absolutely my best friend. So hands down, it's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Were you in touch with her from when you were in North Carolina or was that more no, recently? No, ma'am. That was actually while I was caretaking for my grandparents. In my downtime, it's very cathartic for me to write and to express myself in different ways. And one of my outlets happens to be, like I said, in writing. And long story short, we just started kind of talking. And one thing led to another and went from there. And yeah, here I am today just feeling like the, the absolutely the luckiest guy on, the, on earth. Yeah, wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So you said you were in Fort Bragg. Near there. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so you are like part of the military per se, or? I, I have military background, but no, ma'am, I was, I never technically, I, you know, can either confirm nor deny I have any involvement. The gist of it was I went through junior ROTC, was set up to go through all ROTC army, and uh, actually had a daughter and have a, a beautiful 21 year old daughter that just turned 21 going to college, and I'm very proud of that. I thought you were 21. I'm very confused. No, no ma'am. I, I am uh, about to be 39 here in May. Oh, wow, wow. I would never have known that. You carry yourself as this very mature 21-year-old, so wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's a very, very No, good it's day. a compliment. <laughs> terrific, terrific. I like to have the energy of a 21-year-old for sure. So getting back to it, I went through a long, tough custody battle my daughter's mother was not a fit parent at all at that time. She attempted suicide in multiple ways, one of which was uh, in a vehicular manner with my daughter in the car. Wow. And so I stopped all things. I, I was very successful in uh, managing uh, some stores, some retail stores, and doing different things like that. And I had to kind of really put everything on halt because I felt the need to, as a single father, there aren't enough out there. And then not following the same path that my fatherly roles did for me. So it was very, very important to me to make sure that I got a 100% custody of her. Unfortunately, that halted a lot of those plans. However, I've met a lot of incredible people. I've served with a lot of phenomenal, phenomenal people. And yeah, I'm very proud of that. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Good for you. And I guess you have a good relationship with her. Where is she physically? My daughter physically actually is in Vancouver, Washington. She currently lives with her half-sister, doing super well. I'm so proud of her. She's just working her tail off. She's grinding all the time. And, like, literally, I'll text her up and say, hey, you know, I love you. I miss you. And she's like, dad, I'm busy. I'm 
I'm just like, all right, well, you just keep grinding and keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. I just try and stay in touch with her as much as I can. But, you know, she's 21. She's got to do her thing. She's she's got to live her life, too. And I got to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's technically an adult now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, man, that makes me feel a little more gray. (laughs) (laughs) No, wow. I mean, my oldest is 11 and I'm a year older than you. So okay. <laughs> I'm just okay. thinking in my mind, like it just that gap. It's like you could be like the same age. Absolutely. As you come on 40 and in your late 30s, you start to realize that there's like very little gap between the 30 somethings and the 50s and the 60 somethings because mentally you're all in the same place. And when it comes to the younger, when it comes to your children, and especially when I start to think 20s, it's like the gap is narrowing mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it narrows and it expands at the same time. It's a very complex and odd thing to witness, especially in different people. And if you really watch it, some people mature. And well, everybody matures vastly different. And it's so crazy to see how people will blossom, when they will blossom. Because kind of like in the movie Moneyball, it was quoted something along the lines, and I'm not going to get it right, but it's, you know, one day we're all told that we're going to end the children's game and play the game as an adult, whether or not that's 18 or that's 40. But one day we're all told it's kind of a cool quote. And to think along the lines of my daughter, I do apologize about ADHD and some PTSD stuff, so I get a little off track. But with my daughter, it is pretty cool to know when and scary at the same time as an adult and you reach that point of maturity, or at least you think mental maturity that your parents and you understand that your parents are humans too and that, that they fuck up pardon yeah. my language. No, don't but, pardon your language. This, um, is, this is a real, you know, real podcast. Yeah. You know, your parents fuck up and in all honesty, like all parents are fuck ups. Like we all none of us are perfect. So when they realize that they go, shit, like, okay, if this dude is human just as much as I am, then what the fuck does he have power over me? So it's kind of an empowering, but it's kind of a scary, it's a, it's a real tricky double-edged sword there, but that's all in perception. So I just tend to think about a lot of the stuff like that. So, but it's, it's a concern parent and maybe some other things too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it eventually all hits us. I think Facebook has also kind of narrowed that gap as well, because when you start to realize that you're posting in a forum, you don't know the ages of people who are posting. But then you start realizing that some of the things older people say are so stupid. And then you click on their, you, you, <laughs> you post, you see that, that stupid post and then you click on their face and they look like, <laughs> they look like they're like 85 and I'm like, know, holy right? crap. Like, you know, it's not about that. We're all eventually, you know, we grow up and then we, <laughs> we plateau, we all kind of do and everybody's on the same plateau. Some people with a higher intelligence than others. It's really kind of fascinating. It, it is fascinating to see you're you're 100 accurate on point 100. It is. I think I posted something about actually Admiral William McRaven a video that he did a commencement speech if I remember correctly on an Oregon City High School alumni page. You know, a bunch of people li- liking it and so forth. And I never posted on there before, but I figured, hey, it's alumni. It's where I went to high school. Let's 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 share some of this light. Let's let's illuminate the darkness where I can. And that's one thing I, I like to do. I tend to feel, unfortunately, like like it's a mission of mine. And it's a soul-crushing mission sometimes because you can really get hurt if you're not careful. So you got to really toughen yourself. But nevertheless, I posted something and I had a bunch of haters coming on going, you know, what is this kind of shit? And, I, and it was funny because I had everybody back me up. I said something along the lines of, and don't quote me on this, but it was like, 
you know, all I'm trying to do is like shed some light and, you know, make some positivity out of some dark days. Like if you don't like it, don't read it. <laughs> and everybody like their comments were going crazy. Like, have, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's cool. It's legit. So when I hear stuff on podcasts, podcasts and things like get off YouTube, get off that stuff, like everybody's got their thing. Like I get it. Don't be addicted to it. Don't get focused on that. I still grind all day long. I'm still working out. I'm still crushing it. I'm living life, but there's certain stuff. Like I want to, I want to chat. Like I want to talk with people. I want to help people out. So yeah. Yeah. Doing like this is what you're doing is awesome. I think, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's hard. And there are times where it's very uncomfortable. And there was a podcast that I did pretty recently that was just like, I, I don't know how I subjected myself. So there's sometimes that that happens. This I have to say is one of my favorites so far because we really are having back and forth riffing. Most people, it's very difficult because a lot of people just want to start talking and talking and talking. And there's no ability for me to interject and have a conversation. So I'm really, I got to say, I'm, I'm extraordinarily thankful that we're actually having that. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of times where I feel uncomfortable. But you know what? It's those times where you're uncomfortable that, that you learn to grow. So. You just do it. So no, I think this is cool as, as hell. If I was ever re-invited back on, I'd be honored. So it's awesome. And I'd love to share anything with you. So you can ask away anything you want to ask. I'm an open book. I'm going to keep tabs on you. Yeah. Yeah. And in other things, you know, you were talking about how like, yeah, people come and attack you on social. I haven't spoken about this much, but you know, I talk about like how I've been depressed and I was afraid of using my voice online. Yeah. But I've been blogging and I've been in the social media world since before my friends really started owning computers. Like I was able to build a thick skin in a very early age. Nice. And when this whole COVID crazy pandemic stuff happens, I decided to create a, a bunch of WhatsApp groups with my local community, people that I know face to face. And I started coordinating, orchestrating food deliveries. And Oh, cool. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've done more than 150 so far. I can't even keep track. Wow. It's insane. It's very busy. And I've put on 30 pounds. I've lost most of it, but I think this week has been difficult for me mentally. But that being said, I coordinated all this food stuff. And the thing is that no good deed goes unpunished because you can never make everybody happy. And I'm starting to learn that. Stephen Covey, he writes a book about like the seven habits of highly effective people. And he has that one picture, that optical illusion where you don't know if you see a, a young woman or an old woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to understand that perspectives, people have different perspectives than me. And I've started to really embrace that and appreciate that. But in the beginning, I had to be extraordinarily diplomatic in ways that like, I think rubbed people the wrong way, but in, in other ways that really had people um, patting my back and saying, thank you so much. I was honored at a, at a recent community, like for the county. So like, you know, people obviously are recognizing the efforts, but I had somebody come and she picked up some, uh, some orders from me earlier this week. And she said, I can't believe what kind of attacks, like how you've been subjected to so much abuse in this community. And I said, I can handle it. I can stomach it. I can deal with it. It doesn't affect me at all. I judge a few people, but otherwise I'm just like, it's just business as usual. It's casual for me. Who doesn't judge? Honestly, you know what? I honestly truly believe, and I don't mean to interject or interrupt on you, but I truly believe that, and this is, I'll say this to me about me, this has nothing to do about, just like Goggin says, like nothing to do about like, like the fact that I do cuss and I do talk differently. I have a different communication ability and level of skill set than a lot of others possess. I will speak formally. I will talk openly and communicatively. And it's all about just, you know, owning it. You handle it very, very well. And I want to give you some mass kudos for that because that takes a lot of 
you know, it takes a lot of balls. And whether or not that's <laughs> lady balls or, you know, you know what I mean? That takes a lot of courage and you got to own that shit. And you've obviously done that. And so I've been through a lot of depression. I've been through a lot of anxiety with the PTSD, regular anxiety. Seeing my PT doctors lately, they're like, bro, like you got some mileage on you, dog. And I'm like, that's right. And I got plenty more to go. There's a lot more fuel in this tank and this engine ain't quitting. So uh, a lot of mad respect for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a number of people specifically say to me, I'm so angry for you. I'm like, don't worry, I got this. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm glad that, you know, they're observing that because at the same, at the end of the day, while I can handle it, it's still human behavior. It's not necessarily a reflection of me. It's a reflection of whatever insecurities that they have. Yeah. Uh, whatever, they want to look like that publicly by all means. That, Like I said, there are right. judgments that I have to make privately because these people know that... <laughs> They know that yeah, their inaction is action enough, but nonetheless. 100%. When you see somebody like with, I, you know, and I hate to be, okay, so I'll be real. Like, I hate, I hate on the fact, so I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, right? And I, and I mean, to be explained with, with my ADHD, my PTSD, I do smoke some, some pot. And unfortunately, that's, that's one thing that's, that's helped the my dichotomy in my life. And I'm in Oregon. It's legal and everything like that. Unfortunately, it's it's really frowned upon, and it's got a, a negative connotation, which I really dislike. I, it pisses me off actually, because one thing that's said in this said podcast, again, not quoting, but it's basically like these dudes hate our, our these guys are the haters that wake up and, and and wake and bake and all this and that, and and then hate on him for on Joe Rogan for being in shape. And it's like you know what? Okay, I I get the gist of that, but like. I don't know. I don't like to be labeled like the uncommon thing. Don't ever compare me to anybody. I am me. And so when you say judging, I think we all do that. I think we really do. Like we're all, we all kind of have that prejudice. And, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's a fight or flight instinct as well as some other things too, psychologically and subconsciously maybe. I think that we're all looking at it, the next person that's coming by and we're scanning, especially us that have got that warrior mentality and have been through different things that we kind of stand up for those who can't fight for the others or for themselves rather. And we're all constantly got our head on a pivot. It's always on a swivel. And so I don't think that that's necessarily being a prejudice is a bad thing that, that it can be. And we can kind of jokingly laugh aside and say, what is this girl wearing? She's got like pink tie dye hair. Like, do you have a job? pool?" <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think at the same time, you're onto something, though, that's that's a positive that can be a light that can be illuminated into some of that. And maybe uh, maybe if you're looking at negativity, negatively, you're saying I'm being judgmental and I should not do that. Maybe look at it as, okay, maybe I'm just judging upon my safety and the safety of others. Like if you look at a problem that you perceive and you can't seem to figure it out. Think of it instead of like a 2D image, like maybe a 3D image. If you change the way that you look at the problem, the problem will perceive differently. And so ultimately the outcome will potentially, I would hope, and ultimately come out differently. And you should be able to figure out your problem by looking at it from a different aspect. Yeah. The only judgment I'm really making, I, I really don't judge. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm judging the assholes. That, yeah, that, 100%. That, like I, I, had, I had some people who were kind of advocates for me in the beginning. I'm actually thinking of a very specific group of people, two married okay. people. And, you know, the very, very advocate pushed the buttons in the right way, but kind of did it in a way that was supportive of me. And then when I finally asked for the true support, 
versus, you know, long story short, when I help the community, he's like, you should collect tips for yourself because you've given so much of yourself. So I'm like, I don't want to collect tips. I want you to support my perfume venture when I launch it because my whole, you know, common sense podcast comes from my perfume venture. It's perfume took me out of depression and that's where this, it was a whole mindset shift. And I said, okay, when it, when, when I finally launched my perfume, I want these people to show up. (laughs) <laughs> so I reach out to him and I say, hey, I launched my perfume brand, but love your support. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yep, yep, so yep. You, you have this amazing goal that's not only cathartic, but it's helpful. It's profitable. Like it's win, 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 win. And dude's like, I, you know, I support you. But then in the end, once you say, yeah. Yeah, it, it's all talk. It was all talking in action, and you know he's a local guy, and and one in due time. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going with it, but he has been consistently invisible since, and I think part of it is because I think he knows that. Like, I think his his challenge is I don't do that, but I don't also support you know campaign like just pre-launch of a product. Well, not a physical product was out. It was a crowdfunding campaign in the beginning. Another product is here, so you can't say I'm not supporting something that's like real. <laughs> I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's maybe it's not something tangible and and physical right there. Or, but this person has been uh, has had your back. You've said and stuff like that. He had my back in the beginning, but he was very busy with him For sure. with, with trying to push my buttons in a way that. It was polarizing in the beginning because I took his advice and uh, <laughs> it was a long story. Whatever. No, no, I got you. What I was going to say, when, if I may, is, you know, a lot of times people are, and it may not be the case in this case, but a lot of times to try and look at it positively, because I, I always try and do that. I always try and no matter what, you know what, it's raining and right now it's crap outside in Oregon. It's not all that warm, but I've been through worse. And the sun is out there. It's it's shining. So maybe this person like was in there and gave you an idea to bounce off of. He, he sparked an idea, and that was all you needed. Unfortunately, yeah, the haters and the assholes, the flakes, they're all going to be out there. But they're going to be out there seeing people like you that are shining. They're going to try and take some of that light. And when they know that they can't take that light more anymore, or you won't give them that light because they haven't earned it, then they're going to walk away potentially that might be just temporarily but that might be something that you need to have them let them walk away kind of thing so you know that's an interesting parallel because the launch of my brands the launch of my perfume the discovery that perfume would save my life actually came from you know i've had four children but then i had postpartum depression and during my postpartum depression i was exploited by an individual who really needed me i felt i got a high a massive emotional high by helping this individual navigate things like sex drugs jobs, suicide, you name it, all the big life problems. Like this person was a glut for drama. So I dealt with all those things and I helped them navigate them in in a way that I think was very professional. But in a way I was suffering. And in another way, I love this. I totally clung to it. When your life sucks, the drama kind of makes it exciting. And, but then it just makes you just like, why is this person always attracted to drama? So I didn't need to be, I could have just been somebody who was regularly, you know, like a fly on the wall, but this was a way that made me feel good. But then it's hard to explain when you're so emotionally, I guess, spread so thin, when you're exploited in such a way, eventually, especially when you're already vulnerable and you're already weak and you're, and you're suffering from a depression in a way, eventually you're not going to be able to, like, I was not emotionally strong at the end of this relationship than I was in the beginning of the relationship because I had been exploited so... Yeah, you had been weakened. Yeah, and completely I was dropped. 
like very violently. I was basically thrown into the freaking center of this well that I was already trying to climb out of, fell into my rock bottom. It destroyed me. I think about it every single day. And this was three years ago. Yeah, so it's totally the same thing, but it's not the same thing because it's just one guy. Wait, 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 if you wanted my humble opinion, would be the hardest things in life to do or change. None of us like change. Change is a challenge. We all want to sit in our comfy, lazy boys and be and, and live in our comfort bubble. And unfortunately, success lies outside a comfort zone. And that's the only way that you're also going to grow you know, adapt or die, Darwin, all that good stuff. I've personally been cheated on in almost every single one of my relationships, unfortunately, or they've just ended in a horror fashion. But when I talked to my grandfather about something, he was really angry at a lot of things and had a lot of pent up anger. And I know that it was from growing up, etc. Anyway, first of all, you got to forgive yourself. Like you obviously didn't do anything wrong. Like you took this on headstrong to try and help this person out. And every relationship is a transaction, unfortunately, to put it crudely. There is a give and a take, but the transaction isn't always a give and a take. It can be a give and a give and a give or a take and a take and a take. And unfortunately, with your exploit there, you're going to have to try to find that way to go ahead and forgive yourself if you haven't already. And if you haven't, do it. Do it now. Just be like, you know what? I'm over this. you got a life to live. Right now, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. Like, just choose one second and change that. I love that. I love that. You start to realize that, especially when you're working out and they're like, you can do anything for 60 seconds. I'm not sure about that, especially when I'm pushing myself to my, my artist. But it's nice to know that you could break it into even smaller chunks of seconds versus 60 seconds. I like that a lot. Yeah. And you know what? When you're in the gym, to build a muscle, you've got to break it. It's got to rebuild. So just like your heart, your soul, in life, you, you got to rebuild. And it's not a question of, you know, when it's a question of how many times and how you're going to get all that stuff. You got this. You can do this. I'll support you 100%. You want to join me on Facebook? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I like you. I like you. You're good. You're definitely a very enjoyable guest. You're an incredible person. I mean, coming out, taking care of your grandparents. Let me ask you a question. Is this your maternal grandparents or your paternal grandparents? They're my maternal grandparents. And actually, technically, it's my maternal grandfather. And then his remarried, if it were technically termed, it would be my step-grandmother. But I would never call anyone that's close family at all like that. If I'm lucky enough to be able to continue down my path and have my fiancé's children become my children, they will never be called my stepchildren ever. It's so beautiful. Like I said, when I said the sweetest guy, I wasn't like, you know, I reserved that for especially mentioning that, that publicly on the podcast. We've been talking on and off for the last few weeks with, you know, the struggles that you're kind of dealing with and the, the fact that you've relocated in a way, the fact that you're talking to me with potentially a broken rib, which we haven't even talked about yet. Uh, yeah, no, I might have a broken rib right now. Yeah, yeah. So talk about that for a minute. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm not entirely sure. About three days ago now, right under my left pectoral muscle, I have a scar from a collapsed lung during that car accident. And near there, I don't know if a pectoral muscle or a tendon has torn, if I've got a fractured rib or a broken rib. It's not comfortable at all. It's getting worse. So long story short, my fiance does work at, at a hospital. I won't go further into that because of laws and things. But, you know, we're, we're looking into, yeah, if it, if it continues to get any worse or 
I kind of go, all right, it's time because I don't I don't like to tap out. I go until the bell rings and usually I'll keep going. So, you know, she knows kind of what's best. She knows what's up. So I'm just watching it and making sure she's updated. In fact, she texts me while we're out talking. And I say, I'm not, I'm good. I'm on the podcast right now. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Usually I have like this structure, part one, part two, part three, but we're like just going all over the place. You know, I think this really kind of talks to the David Goggins philosophy where he, you know, you've listened to him and you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, which by the way, I have hashtag life goals is to get on his podcast. I read his book. Like I'm not very good with the function of listening. It's always been my weakest point, which sucks because that's like, if, if there's one thing I want to develop in my life outside of the physical, it's the mental and the ability to listen in a way that I can do it empathically. And also just because I suck at it. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I'll be real with you. Like, honestly, I love truly helping people out. And I know that you're, I'm sure, much more of a professional than I am in that area. However, like if, you know, if it ever came down to wherever you wanted to find out, I'm also, I'm thoroughly, I proudly own the term of a nerd or geek. I have been for my entire life. So if you ever need any help with anything like that, you feel free to hit me up. I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I was saying with your threes, G. 33K. I got that. I, I got it. I know what 31337 means. I majored in computer science and I was in that hacker audience back in the day <laughs> when probably, well, I mean, you were the, pretty much the same age back when you were, when you were in diapers and I was just, right. I was just toddling around. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So going to David Goggins, I read the book and he talks about in a chapter of his book that he go, he ran a marathon on broken legs. So you're like, like I said, you're toiling on. I think there's a good foray into like what you do to keep yourself on your feet. I mean, I, I see your picture right now on Skype where we're using Skype and like you got this this tank top and you got these chiseled shoulder. I can't even, I can't see too much, but you evidently invest in that. So I guess talk about your self-care and then talk about like the David Goggins routine for you. Okay, for sure. So I'm by no means would I ever claim to ever be currently on the same even physical playing field as him but the mindset i certainly love it and i empower myself and i challenge myself every day to live that doctors asked me recently during pt because i also had an mri done just last week because i very possibly have uh, some bicep injury as well as a rotator cuff slight tear on my right shoulder yeah so i'm a little beat up it's all outlook. You've got to keep that sunny side. So with trying to do that and trying to say, you know, you've got to block out the pain. I've had a micro lumbar discectomy. So a surgery on my like L4, L5, which I didn't want, but needed. Apparently they wanted me to do surgery on my neck. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You got tennis elbow or tendonitis. You need surgery on this. No, this MRI, they're probably going to want to do surgery. No, like I can handle this. I can do this. So when, <laughs> I'm going to take the surgery. No, I've had a meniscus tear repair done. The anesthesia wore off too early and I woke up just in an excruciating pain. I, uh, <laughs> so I, I was, I was a little aggressive with the nurses. I won't lie, but I'm sure they were understanding this. So actually I'm looking at truth be told, I am looking at enlisting in the Air Force just mainly because of my age, my background, what I wanted to do with military and where I was going to go in my path. And I'm looking at doing some special warfare stuff, but I don't know if my surgeries will allow me to do special warfare. So we're going to we'll have to see what my ASVAB allows me to do for that. I don't, I don't know what Air Force calls their MOS or their jobs, but uh, talking about my Goggins mindset, like I'm going to be 39 in May. 
And I think it's as long as you pass boot by the time you're before you're 40 years old, then you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I just hit that, so I'm not. <laughs> it's a little of a devastating reality there. It, it does. It is kind of a suck. It really is. But and I'm, I'm going to shoot for it because you know what? I always wanted to do it. And I'm going to shoot for special warfare anyway. And you know what? Whether or not they deny me, they can deny me all they want. But I'll keep going. I'll keep. I'll keep plugging. I think we need to keep our eye on you because, like, and you need to be like, I don't know how or where, but you need to figure out how you can talk to the Goggins. You know, get a. You're evidently in the group, but you gotta like be with him, podcast with him, talk to him because I think you're following that trajectory. He had to push and do things that, you know, being be the you know, the seals, and he wasn't initially part of whatever that bad water like he wanted to get in things that he couldn't get accepted to and you're doing exactly 100%. the same thing 100%. like me like the world's not gonna tell me what i can't do right i love that i love that attitude yeah so when you talked about you're not in the same metaphysical plane as him and then you talked about earlier in the podcast that like you know and you you kind of were apologetic that you're like people are against pot but i try like i need it for my ADD and ADHD, like I start to recognize that nobody is freaking, you know, no one's on the same plane ever, anywhere. I think we need to be a little more sympathetic and, and realistic about our realities. Like I love the David Goggins approach of like just pushing through. But I've said it in past podcasts that there's so many people that are dealing with the same like everybody's dealing with the same everybody's uh, like, dealing with shit yeah yeah everybody's everybody. dealing with shit but no one can not everybody can be David Goggins I think he's insane I think no, I, it's, yeah. it's incredible he, he's inspirational he, he but he's insane yeah he, he absolutely is you're absolutely 100% right like some of my cathartic stuff is writing and I do I don't know like I'm happy to add you as a friend on like I said on Facebook and you can see the posts uh, that I post and so forth. And a lot of time, I actually write honorably and, and courageously. I don't care. I don't give a fuck who thinks anything less than me. I write poetry I, I, and I do a lot of writing and it's very cathartic. I'm not unintellectual. So, you know, I'm happy to share some of that stuff with you. Yeah, yeah. Of, and you've got to figure out how to make it public for to the listeners because there's going to be that necessity, evidently. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I'm super looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the thing is, he's insane. And the thing is that I don't think everybody can do what he can do. I'm sorry. The way he writes his book and the way he like he's talked about it, obviously, it's not for everybody. But he talks about how he's able to run a marathon on broken legs. Not everybody yeah. can do that. I'm sorry. So then when we go back to the whole pot thing, and like the fact that there is bad reception and pot has a bad rap, that's not necessarily a reflection of everybody's internal experience with pot. For me personally, I don't think it does very much, but for other people, it helps them substantially. Everybody's fucking different. Deal with it. Embrace yeah. it. So that like, I'm trying to make this full circle because I think it's very important. And like there was another thing, there's a book that came out recently, How to Change Your Life by Michael Pollan, maybe three or four years ago. I read it. It's about microdosing in the LSD, you know. I haven't admitted this publicly, but right after that book, I tried to pursue that. And I did. <laughs> and the book makes it seem like, you know, it's for like people who are dealing with like devastating cancer diagnoses or dealt with the reality that their life is falling apart in a way and they have this trip on shrooms usually it's moderated if you will it's managed right. by a provider who makes sure you don't like all of a sudden jump off like the top a of the building yeah 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 so it's like a shame and it could also be like a therapist like they're talking about how they want yeah. it to be fda approved 
I ended up doing a trip before COVID, not right before. I tried to experience it also under the moderation of somebody just to see what it could do. Because at that point, I was trying to find myself. I did pot for similar medical marijuana, rather. My psychiatrist prescribed it pretty much for the same reasons. I didn't think that helped me. I had to take so much and eventually you're stoned. That's why you're stoned. <laughs> I couldn't do right, anything. Right. My kids There's come in, I'm like point. putting my hands up like cloud. Like what? How, can, can, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's at some point in time where you start giggling at something and you're like, oh man. That, yeah. I wasn't it's... giggling. I was just like, I, I started writing and blogging. Like I would write at that time and just to see how I did. But it was yeah. like, I just didn't care about anything. I was, I wanted to correct my mistakes. I'm like, I don't want to go back. Like it was a weird dynamic. But anyway, going back to this whole shrooms thing, it was sort of the same thing. She started me and I didn't really feel like much effects. Maybe things come to me late, like pot. I had to go really all go big or go home. And I went big and I didn't like it. And when I did nothing, it didn't do anything. So shrooms, the first two milligrams, nothing happened. And I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. So she, instead of like giving me like a little more, she upped me to five. Oh, and man. and I'm sitting there and she's like doing her thing. And I'm sitting there eventually like you're dying, if you will, like you're regurgitating your stomach whatever is in there yeah. and it was not i didn't feel like that trip was very valuable for me which is totally contrary to the book presentation of how this can change your life and it didn't give me any extra clarity because i think i've been in a, a soul searching mission for the last year prior to that or even more than that at that point point. and the interesting thing for me is that it was so deep that trip was so extensive typically they say it'll wear off after seven hours she was there for 12 and had it worn off yet. She's uh, like, I have to go home. I'm yeah, like, That's yeah. Well, you know what? The thing that at least you can do is look at it as, you know, I either won or I learned. I didn't lose. If I failed, I failed better next time, you know, type of thing. You had a learning experience. You went through something. You went through a life experience. So that's a story to tell. That's a memory to have. Maybe that holds a bad connotation to you so you won't do it again so that's a negative trigger warning inside your head going no don't touch that because i don't like that effect right and it's it hard to say because you know it was the hardest thing i've ever done it was literally the hardest thing i've ever done it's hard to explain that like you just took drugs and you were like sitting there and that's really the truth but like mentally it's it's the slowest for me it was 26 hours 26 hours eventually like i had to wait till some of it passed and then i could sort of sleep through the night but i had to take the day off the next day it was 12 hours of like that experience i couldn't like it's hard to explain because 10 minutes is literally feels like three hours but yeah so <laughs> like you know what it's it's a good on you and mad respect for a admitting it openly and publicly like that takes a, a lot of fucking courage so seriously you know good job on that and b you like i said you tried it out and you wanted to find something that would be something you know naturally type of thing and it's something that would work for you and it didn't work it's like it's like edison and the light bulbs and it takes a thousand trials of and a thousand fails but it just takes the one time to get it right and that's where mine came in with you know they're wanting to of course in being here in oregon they're a little stricter and things like that because there's so many pain-seeking people and it just ruins it for people that are in pain so they drug test and it potentially is going to screw up with my adhd medications because of them not possibly uh, prescribing because it, it's always a constant juggle there's always chaos there's always fog and noise and you've just got to try and do your best to filter out that noise and say that's all just bullshit 
And I got to focus on, okay, what do I need to focus on? So first it's me. I can't do anything to help anybody else, which is my life's mission is to help other people and be successful and many other things. But the joy that I bring to, it brings to me is, is helping other people and reaching out. And to do that, I've got to be a hundred percent. I can't do that and, and try and give 80% advice to somebody that needs 100% advice. That's not fair. That's that's That should be criminal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, just for me, the reality is that we just need to be mindful that everybody experiences their realities differently. You got this David Goggins, superhuman, whatever, and then you have the pot. Like, let's just accept the fact that we're all different. We could try to be David Goggins. For me, I've been working out since every single day since December 24th, 2018. And I see people who started like three months ago and who all of a sudden, and maybe it's because, you know, my biological, whatever, my age at this point and my genetics, but people who start three months ago are doing better than me. And I started freaking two years ago and change. It's just like, we're all just a place of difference, but just yeah. push yourself and do your, the best you can. Yeah. But see, and see, you can look at the two ways for sure is the way that you're looking at as understanding the physical aspects and that DNA that, that we do have different body structures. You know, we're all different, but that doesn't mean anything. That's kind of that mindset of the Goggins kind of theory, right? And it's just be uncommon. Whether or not you're in, like I'm not in 100% at all. Like I'm a 6'2", and, and I'm at, I think, 225.2 was this morning. I'd love to be something like 202. You know, I want to have, get back my APAC abs where I'm working on stuff. But my age and different things like that, I'll get done what I can get done. You think it was Jim Rohn that said, I could be mistaken if it was Jim Rohn, but it was said, all you can do is your best. Your best is all you can do. So you can't give any more than your best. Like, but if you give your best 100% of the time, like just do it, do it like nobody's watching every single time and think of that mindset like i'm gonna do the right thing i'm gonna do it the right way always because nobody's watching and know that there's always someone watching yeah and you're, you're obviously doing really really well and i think you know you, you definitely need not give in to any of those any negative stuff you keep on that positive track like you're on because you sound like you're doing phenomenal yeah i mean listen i'm showing up and the bottom line is i'm not going to be able to do what i'm doing at 40 at, that i used to do at 21 i don't know if it's even again i don't know if it's an issue of age i probably you know the regret is potentially that i didn't start earlier but at the same time i needed to start now so you know as long as i'm doing it i'm feeling good about doing it the results aren't as visible and sometimes i do fall off the path a little bit like this week has, has been like i said i've I usually eat better. This week has been a little more difficult for me. Sometimes mentally I'm totally in the game and sometimes mentally I'm just the opposite. And that's okay. Uh, you know, I have to figure oh, yeah, myself. Yeah. And, and I have okay, to make sure I can okay. consistently do it's it. It's okay though. to be okay, 100%. Yeah. Like, I won't lie. I've got cheat days. Like my, my fiance, there's a, the smart cheddar popcorn called smart food. And she calls it dumb food because I eat it because I love it. And <laughs> when I'll have like some of it, she's like, man you're eating your dumb food again it's not your cheat day and i'm like all right i put the bag you know i have a couple bites we we've all got our vices we are all uncommon in that way but what he's talking about is like you know what if a unicorn is uncommon like be the unicorn of unicorns kind of thing 
and you know rise above be that one percent always at least in your mind because if your mind is there then you're going to be happy you're going to be healthy you're going to be successful whether or not that's now or that's just building it progress is motion motion creates emotion keep moving forward like it's it's all good so you sound like you're doing phenomenal you just need to stay on track you can't let the haters and all the bullshit noise fucking cause confusion don't let that happen yeah no no 100 i'm mentally I'm, I'm i'm in a perfectly like i said thick skin just keep doing it i mean the only oh, person no. who sees what i'm doing is basically me i kind of think to myself because there was a point in my life where i didn't want to like really live um yeah and not like i had ideations or anything but i definitely didn't like myself and now knowing that i wake up the way i live the way i go to bed I would say, you know, if other people were watching, which they're not, and that's okay with it, they would be jealous of me. So I'm just like, you know what? Right. I don't need to say anything else. I'm proving it to myself and that's it. It's all internal. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Obviously, she's doing exactly what she needs to do. She's doing the right thing. I wish I could be doing things like that. Yeah. Rise silently and then shine brightly. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we talked about a lot of things and I totally said it. Like, I enjoy this we kind of touched upon things in a way that we totally weren't meant to do, but at the same time, it's just great. Sure. Let me, let me ask you a question. I mean, you talked about sort of like self care, like what kind of like fitness regimen, what's that look like for you? Oh yeah. So yes, man, I apologize. You did ask that. Mainly my fitness regimen is as I'm working out, as I'm on the, the ranch, cause my, my grandparents own uh, 10 acres out in Oregon city with, you know, we've got horses and different animals, just a few getting stuff cleaned up for, potentially you know when when end of life dump does come and there's a lot of stuff to move around so i'm physically just putting in the grind moving just hardened steel and and farm products and stuff that's old from welding and you know it's and it's just got a lot of weight to it so that's my atypical day of just moving stuff around like just i'm a mule but my kind of workout routine typically is Every single day, I, I go to bed typically between around 11 p.m. and 12 is what I try. It's hard with the ADHD and falling asleep. Uh, I'm usually up between 4.30 and 4.45 automatically every morning. That became habit over time. It just setting the alarm clock a little earlier and a little earlier and getting the habit of not hitting snooze. My workout, though, atypically is I, I push out push-ups. Like I, until I can't stop, I, I kind of go by the Arnold's idea of like, I, I don't really count. I just go until like I hurt and I do it every single day. I don't take days off and that might be what's something that hurts me. And, you know, I'll learn from that mistake. If that's the case, I'll, I'll make the correction and I'll recalibrate and, and I'll, I'll re-execute. But that going into doing the sit-ups, wall stands, most of my workout traditionally is things that I can do in the home because of COVID. And so I will walk, jog because of my knees and my back. I'm getting back into running. That's an area I'm making progress on. That's where I'm going to start shredding that last few weight that I want to get, I think. But uh, other than that, a lot of the military style PT stuff that I've done through PT regiments, if that kind of describes at least a little bit, I know we're kind of short on time, so I don't want to go into every single thing, but atypically it's that my diet is very clean compared to what it used to be. When I was 302 pounds, I would drink, you know, a 
two liter of soda a day. I was eating cinnamon toast crunch a day. I could down a box in a day. It was a joke. Uh, that was after my recovering from my surgery, my back surgery, and being on pain meds. So, you know, I don't take that stuff when I don't absolutely need to. And I really try to really never need to. And if, yeah, if I do, I try not to. But the uh, healthy regimen is taking out sugars. I don't drink soda or pop, whatever you want to call it, wherever you're at in the world. I cut that out completely. That was very, very difficult. And having had a past of migraines, and I still do, that created a lot of those. But I said, you know what, I need to do this. It's like quitting smoking, I guess, for smokers. Like I just... It's shitty, but I need to go through the suck. Just fuck it, eat it. Let's do this, and I just do it. I I tend to be a glutton for punishment myself. I swallow my pain, and then I use my pain, no matter what it is, from it's my past or it's something that's going on currently, and that drives me. So to fuel the change, like the change agent in the diet, it was more like I don't want to eat turkey bacon. I lo- I love my pork bacon. You know I don't want to cut. I don't want to go to light mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise, but no, fuck that. Like this is what needs to be done. Okay, let's get it done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ricotta cheese. I I can't I can't sacrifice that one. That's that's one you can never go light. You have to you have to go with the full. Yeah. <laughs> so um, first of all, I want to say that I do also try to show up every single day. I've never missed a workout, if you will, and especially. For the last 365 days, well, starting January 1st, 2020, I'm in a group, is an accountability group. And basically it's 250 workouts in the year 2020. And this year, I basically didn't miss a day, but there sometimes were like a, a minimum workout is like a 20 minute walk. And that's fine mm-hmm. with me. I told myself in 2021, I was going to break a sweat. It's really important to break a sweat. But I think just really doing it every single day, I think eventually it does catch up with you. I like... I think it was Sunday. I couldn't move. And I like, I, I, but I had walks and it wasn't even like a big walk. I walked like three miles on Saturday and then Sunday morning I walked two, two and a half miles. And for some reason I just couldn't move, do anything. I was, I was packaging. I was a sort of a mule, but not really packaging some stuff for members of the community again to coordinate some food delivery. It's just like five feet of walking this, putting little a uh, chocolate bar, like a chocolate bar, 3.5 ounce chocolate bar in a box. I couldn't, I couldn't do something. I think eventually it does catch up with you, but it, it catches up with you. Like you could consistently do it. I, it's bad advice. This is bad. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, we, we don't condone said previous advice, by the way, uh, just for the, for the uh, licenses and the affiliation uh, privileges of this podcast. If there was a component, a video component of this podcast, this is where the right, white text on the bottom saying, you know, kids don't have yeah. at home. There's one exception. And then, like, I usually go to bed at, like, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to, like, go to bed at, like, 10, a quarter to 11. And then I woke up, like, at 8, which was gave, gave me enough time. But, like, all of a sudden I felt better. And I was like, Wow. But like the difference, I don't know what happened because I'm so not like that mentally. I'm never like that. And yet the the experience was insane. So I would say keep doing what you're doing, but be mindful and let your body respond. Like your body will tell you. You just wait yeah. till you're, you just have to listen to the cues of your body at the end of the day. Cool. All right. I got one last question for you before I ask how people should follow you. But the last question that I would ask is if you can give an earlier version of Chris some advice, what would you tell him? If I make her make sure that I answer or ask her the question correctly, is it if I was an earlier version of me, what could I give? It could be yesterday. It could be when you were 12. I don't care. Like telling that earlier version, hey, to go do this? Just don't, don't overthink it at all. That's <laughs> basic. Okay. No, for sure. Okay. If if it were me telling ten or a twenty one year old version of me, 
the best advice that I could do, I think, would be never, ever quit. Yeah. No matter what it is, never quit. Never give up. I love it. That's what I was looking for. Perfect. You gave me a perfect answer. You know, it's always helpful to get the ones that are identifiable by most people. So that is good too. And you didn't even take too long to think about it. Some people think about it and they give me like, you know, 25 seconds later, like, oh, it was such a hard question. So, I mean, I love it. I love the reaction. My editor right. edits out the, the gaps and <laughs> he always edit out, edits out the gaps. For my editor's reference, and by the way, he doesn't have to edit it out this time around. You don't have to edit it out in the future. <laughs> I do have one comment towards your challenge of your workout. Yeah. I too am in one of my groups called Modern Era Warriors. In my past, I've got that taken and I, I'm looking at into getting into one here in Portland, Krav Maga. I don't know if you know. Of course I know familiar. Krav Maga. I okay. want to get my kids to do it, actually. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get your kids into it. I tried getting my daughter into it, but she didn't bring her friend. And so I don't think she, cause she was doing it with dad at the time. She didn't like it. But regardless, modern era wars, we're actually currently a couple of us or more at least, but few of us that do it every single day and always post every single day are on day, I believe 80 today of 100. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah. I know I want There's so much that I could talk about, but tell me where people can find you. We met on Facebook and usually this is an unconventional thing. Where can people find you, contact you? I know I'll link to it for sure in the show notes, but curious. Yeah, you should be able to just, honestly, it's just facebook.com forward slash public forward slash Chris hyphen Owens, O-W-E-N-S. It's under Chris C. Owens or Chris, and then the middle initial is Charles Owens is Oscar Whiskey Echo November Sierra. My kind of call sign there is wildcard. Oh, I got it. I see it there. Yeah. You actually do not even have, from what I see, an actual username. So if you go facebook.com slash like you could set it to wildcard, which you won't be able no, to. No, I appreciate that. There's definitely more than a few things that I want to play around with and, and dork around with on Facebook at some point in time to kind of, so appreciate that. But no, I accepted your friend request 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. All right. I will definitely link to it as well. Cause it's, I don't really know that URL at all and I can't figure that out. <laughs> so no, all good. All good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and everything. Thank you also for your patience with dealing with, you know, my life's chaos and everything like that. I'm very grateful and I'm very honored to be uh, a part of this. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for participating. This was a really fun conversation. Again, there's so many things that I would elaborate on more, but eventually now yeah. at this point i gotta pick up my kids from school you know it's a quiet day until they they come home definitely well we'll see if we can't link up again later on for sure and then see if we're about doing something else yeah you got it all right cool we'll be in touch cool. thank you so much chris definitely thank you so much you have a great day now all right you too all right go on it up go kill it all right yep you too all right thank you bye bye if you like the common sense podcast please go to ratethispodcast.com slash tamar t-a-m-a-r and write your review. Thank you so much. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.